This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode number 30 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Gingrich, and I'm fired up once again to be here talking to you about that fun topic of operations. And one of the tentacles of operations are human resources. Inside of human resources, we've got something that we're all going to do in time, whether you're doing it. I mean, you could do this as a business, but you're also going to do this as a business owner, which is the H word. And that's hiring. So today we're going to be talking all about what you're doing wrong. What's going wrong with hiring? What is making hiring so hard? So ladies, I hear from people all the time about how difficult the hiring process is, how they don't hire the right people, how their turnover is really high. And frankly, it's one of the biggest challenges I see in growing businesses. So today I am going to help you by understanding all the expert tips that I use to hire for a living. I spent over a decade in corporate America and 10 of those years were in the human resources space and in the recruiting space. And so literally I hired hundreds and hundreds of people. I went to career fairs, I created job descriptions, I hired, I filled, I onboarded, all of those things. And so I've really taken that expertise and turned it into something that can really help you guys as business owners yourself. And so today we're going to be talking about what makes hiring challenging. And here are some things that you can do to make it easier for you in the future, because I know that if you're listening to this, you expect to scale your business in the near future. Now, near future for you, maybe one year, maybe five years, maybe 10 years, but eventually you want to get out of the day today. And the way to do that is to hire someone who can handle that. So let's dive into this content. The very first thing that I'm going to challenge you with is to understand your company's mission vision, and values. Now, I talk a lot about mission and vision and your values because it's the backbone to your business. It literally is the foundation to all business. And I've shared this before, but in the small business and online business space, there are a few barriers to getting into business. So we don't go through the rigorous thought process of understanding what our mission and vision are before we get started. Lots of times we're coming back to this once we're at that scaling phase. And so I'm going to challenge you to do this immediately. The better you understand what your business is about, who you're serving, how you're serving them, and then where you want to go, which is what we would call your vision, the easier it's going to be to find somebody who understands, who wants to support that mission and bring them on your team. You're going to get a higher quality person, a better match if you understand this and articulate this, even in the job description. The other thing is values. So I always talk about MVV, mission, vision, values. Values are everything. And actually it's part of my special sauce when I go to hire for somebody else. So what are the values that you have as a person, depending on the size of your business? A lot of times that I'm hiring for people that 
have personal brands and are very, very small businesses like micro or nano businesses. And so their personal values are actually the values of the business. That's how it is in my business as well. So I want you to know and identify what are your values so that I can in turn look for similar or compatible values in the person that you're going to be hiring. This is the way to actually break turnover in your business, especially small businesses. So the first tip I discussed was understanding and documenting your mission, vision, and values. Now, another thing that people do wrong, and I see this done every day, and it breaks my little operational heart over here, is they hire too fast. So we get into a space of massive need. Oh my goodness, I just need a copywriter. I'm overwhelmed. I can't do this anymore. I'm not good at tech, so I'm just going to hire a tech person. I want to throw up a landing page. I need a designer or a developer. These are all things that you have that we have in common, right? Like I have felt those exact same stressors. And the natural thing to do is say, I'll pay somebody to do it for me. So I want to encourage you to pause. And it is so hard to resist the temptation. But the number one thing that people are doing wrong with hiring is throwing up a post on Facebook saying, I'm looking for a graphic designer who's available in the next 48 hours. Now, what kind of quality are you telling the people that you're looking for? You're looking for desperate people in desperate times. That's not the way to get a high quality hire. So instead, I'm going to have you take pause and understand that it's going to take you a little bit of time to get really clear on what it is, who it is, what skill sets you need, what values you're looking for before you put that job posting out there. So stop doing what you've been doing. Don't put this out there anymore. Go ahead, take the time to create a real job description. Another thing, a lot of times you're just not thorough enough because again, you're in that rapid, fast state of just trying to get it out there so that you get somebody in your corner. Now, there are very few times when that's going to work out for you, but what I'm seeing is even if you did take the time, you're not taking enough time. You're not really being analytical about who it is and what you need, so you're not thorough enough. So you're going to throw up a job description even if you take the time to create a job description, it's not super thorough. You may be talking about what role you need filled, but you're not talking about you as a leader. You're not talking about your values. You're not talking about the business that you've built. You're not identifying who your ideal client is because here's the story. If you put a job description out there with all of the things that I just mentioned, and you're able to find someone who identifies or has served a similar audience, it is going to be much easier for them to stick around in your business to be a high value asset for you. Again, you're going to have to make sure that the values align, but if you can find someone with previous experience that aligns with where you're going and who you're serving, it's like magic. This is what people call unicorns. And I often tell people, I hire for unicorns. You don't have to have this as a unicorn status. And I really don't even like talking about unicorns, but that's exactly what I do. I hire for unicorns. And by following this process, you're going to get people that feel like unicorns. You're going to get the people that feel like you've been dreaming of this person. And now you finally found the right person. That person is not going to come out of desperation. That person's not going to come out of an unthorough, thrown together job description or Facebook posting. It's just not going to happen, ladies. So I want you to take the time to really write a description that summarizes your business, yourself as a leader, as well as the role, 
include all of those things because that's going to attract or repel the candidate, the prospect that's looking at this opportunity. Another thing, people will hire without any metrics associated with the role. So I'm a business lady. I want to make sure that when you are going to be investing in somebody, that there is going to be a return on the investment. The only way you can do that is if you have metrics associated with this role. So what am I talking about by metrics? Well, I talk about something called key results areas, or other people call them OKRs. I'm going to refer to them as KRAs throughout this episode, but the KRAs are created far before you ever even post a job description. I want you to understand what success in this role looks like. So if you're hiring a marketing director, what does success look like? Does it look like you have more leads, that you're closing more sales, that your emails are opened more often? What what does that look like for you? Define what success looks like before you ever put it out there. It's going to help you in the interview process. It's going to help you with asking for references. It's really going to be clear what that person has to do to earn an ROI from you, how the money that you're spending on this person is going to come back to you. So metrics are missing all the time in the job hunt. Let's change that today. Take a few minutes. It doesn't even have to be perfect, ladies. Just understand that you can start this job search by having some numbers that would really quantify that this person's on the right track. They're serving you, your business, and your needs in the best way possible. You can update these as the person gets into your business, especially if this is a new role in your business. I see that all the time. But in the example I just gave with the marketing director, I mean, everybody wants more leads. And the way that that marketing director would pay for themselves is to bring you more leads. Maybe you're the person that closes all the sales, but you need a bigger funnel. You need more people coming into the top of that funnel. So that would be the key responsibility for them. How are you going to track that? That's the type of metrics that I'm looking for. Now, once this marketing director has been in your business for a while, you guys may come up with really specific, more granular metrics. But at first, don't worry about the granularity. Just get started with understanding that they need a target to run to and you need a target to understand if they're a valuable asset and a good use of your of your financials. Speaking of financials, the next thing I wanted to chat about is a lot of times we as business owners are not really astute to what our day-to-day financials look like, even our month-to-month financials. The number of businesses that I have walked into where the business owner is running a very big business, what seems big on the outside, is really, really misunderstood on the inside or in the backside of business. So making sure that you as the hiring manager, the owner of the business, understands what this asset is going to cost you. And if you have the money to invest in this, do you have the margin to pull this person in? Or do you need to hire a more junior person? Or on the flip side, do you have the capacity and the revenue to be able to bring in a higher paid person that can bring you a different type of return? It is invaluable to know what it is that you can afford from a talent perspective. I also want you to know this because too many times people will say, oh, I want to pay between $20 and $30 an hour for this role that I'm looking for. That's a huge range. And the answer is not shortening the range. The answer is not saying, I want to pay $25 to $27 an hour for this role. It's really, what can you afford? 
And then you need to look at what your business needs, how your business needs can match that budget. It's so tempting once you start interviewing people, it's so tempting to say, oh, you know what? I love this person. She's $45. I know my budget was 30, but she's going to be the best. She's going to bring me so much more return. I'm going to go ahead and go with her. Now, I'd be lying if I say I wasn't tempted this way in the past as well. Please do not overextend yourself. If you run this way, you are going to be compromising the profit that you could be bringing home into your household. That is not what you want to be doing. Now, there's a time and place for it, but it's usually not in the businesses that I'm supporting. So I want to make sure you have full awareness. Talk to your bookkeeper or just do the analysis yourself. What kind of margin do you have and what margin are you okay turning over from your household budget into a business resource, into another asset in your business that you're going to be responsible for? This is going to be a little bit different if you're looking for someone on a project basis versus if you're looking for some for someone in a retainer status with you. But by all means, if you're looking for a retainer, someone who you're going to have in your business month after month, you're going to pay them a fixed amount, then I want you to understand if you can truly afford this or not. Because there's nothing wrong with scaling back in that role. Maybe it's scaling back in the number of hours. Maybe it's scaling back in the title. Maybe it's scaling back in some of the responsibilities that they're going to have and you continue to upkeep those. We can cut this and slice this a lot of different ways. But the thing I feel is missing so often is business owners not knowing exactly how much they have to invest in this new asset that they have coming in. Do not go upside down. Do not put your family, do not put your profits in a risky place because you're desperate for help. Alrighty. I know you guys like it when I get on a little bit of soapbox here, so (laughs) it's coming to you. Hashtag rant ahead. Alrighty. The next thing is how are you going to qualify the people that are going to be interested in applying for your job? One of the biggest problems in hiring today especially in the administrative, the virtual administrative business manager space are, like I mentioned earlier, you've got these Facebook posts that say, hey, I'm looking for XYZ. Can you start really soon? I'm in a pinch. I need this person. You put that out on Facebook and you say, PM me or send your resume here with this subject line. Ladies, this is not the way to get high caliber talent. Remember, if you follow the steps that we've already talked about, really listing out and understanding what your mission, vision, and values are, creating a thorough job description, creating metrics around what success looks like, and knowing how much you can invest, don't stop there. Go one extra step. There are free forms that you can use, Typeform, Google Forms, Gravity Forms, so many different forms out there, but create an application process. And I'm a big stickler on this because it allows you, the business owner who's already time-strapped, who's overly busy right now in their business, that's why they're asking for a resource to come about magically very easily. If you get all these emails, it's going to take you so much longer than looking at one compilation, one aggregated place of all of the interested parties. So you're going to be able to look at them. You can also compare and contrast much more easily with a lot more detail instead of opening up an email. So in this case, you are trading data, which is a much better scenario to put yourself in when you're looking at hiring 
versus a subjective state, which is all personal, emotional, and that's what you're going to you're going to end up hiring that way if you're asking people to send you an email. You're going to go on a gut instinct and not necessarily off of someone who is able to articulate the needs that you want. So this entire process may seem more laborious. Well, yes, it is definitely more work than what you're doing now, but I promise you by breaking these bad habits of hiring, you are going to be able to hire someone who's going to stick with your business a lot longer, who's going to be more invested, and who's going to have a much greater, faster return for you. So you may take a dip in your revenue for a little bit or a dip in your profits for a little bit when this asset comes on. But let me tell you, the better they are aligned to you, the higher quality they are, the better match that they are, the faster you're going to get that back. And remember, we are in business to make money. We are going to need to leverage people over time to make this business scalable. You've got to hire smart. So let's break the habits of hiring right now. Follow the tips that I've given you today. But also, I want to let you know that I'm going to be deep diving into the hiring process in the next few episodes. And I want you to stick around because every single episode is going to get you better and better and better at using the best business processes to help you hire the best talent. So stick around. I can't wait to uncover this stuff for you guys and make it easier for you. This is my expertise. This is my passion. This is something that I am truly gifted in. And I want to make it easy for all the people around me that I see struggling with the hiring phase. Alrighty, as with every single episode, I bring you an ops activity. And I do this because instead of just listening to this for the last 18 minutes, I want to make sure that you turn these 18 minutes into something useful. So if you have been following me and you're thinking that you are ready to hire or you're going to be ready to hire, I want to give you a resource that you can download today and start to track your time and tasks. By doing this, you're going to be able to articulate what needs you're going to be looking for in the person that you plan to bring on. The easiest and the most natural first hire is going to be the person that comes in to do the things that you are unskilled at or that you don't want to do anymore. The only way to make this concise and to avoid scope creep for the person that's coming in, which is another big point of contention for people on the other side, on the employee side or on the contractor side, it's like, hey, I got into this business and I was supposed to do X, Y, and Z, and all of a sudden I'm doing A, B, and G. So let's avoid that frustration. Let's do a time and task assessment and understand for three days, at least three days, I'd love for you to do five, but for at least three days, understand how you use every hour of your working day. I want you to write down what task you're doing and also how long it's going to take you. This is going to help you understand It's going to help you with your job description for sure, but it's also going to help you understand how many hours or what kind of time commitment you're going to need from the person that you're hiring. This is another thing I didn't mention it earlier, but if you don't know how long it takes you to do something, you're not going to know how many hours to budget for, and this all comes back to finances. So let's just be extremely clear. The way to do this is to build an understanding for what you're doing today in your business and figure out exactly the roles that you want to outsource. Also understanding the time, which will impact the financial commitment that you're going to be responsible for. All right, ladies, so download that resource. I want to make sure that you actually get this done so that the next time you go to hire, you are crystal clear. Again, theopsauthority.com slash tracker. 
I'm super excited to begin this series on hiring. So I hope you stick around and we will be seeing you all very, very soon. If you have not left me a rating or review, I am asking you please to do that because it will totally help how far, how many people that we can help in with operations in their business. So I hope you guys have a fantastic week and you'll hear me here next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.